Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio. And like always, we're going to go ahead and get started in the normal fashion with a scripture and a prayer. And today we're coming out of Luke 6 and 31. And it simply says, and I want you guys to listen closely to this, especially in this new season, in this new year. It simply says, do to others as you would have them do to you. Let me say it one more time. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Take the initiative of how you want people to treat you because it goes with the mandate that Jesus brought. He said, love thy God with all thy heart, mind, and soul, and then love thy neighbor as you would love thyself. Well, that let's just go into make it simplified for people that's not Bible scholars. Do to others as you would want them to have done for you. Amen. So in the season, wherever that applies, it applied in your life. If you if you need to be the one who forgives and some the other person's not doing the forgiveness, then take the initiative. If you're the person that has to show love and in, in those situations, then take the initiative. If if you're the one who has to bring Jesus into the atmosphere, then take the initiative. Hello, somebody. I preached just last Sunday, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we just thank you, God. We thank you, God, for coming into the atmosphere. We thank you, God, for coming into this interview, God. God, we ask you to let something be said. Let a seed be planted tonight, God, that somebody can that's listening to us on the broadcast or on the podcast, God, that they could be able to have a seed to say, what can I do to be saved? Bring some deliverance. Bring some healing. Bring some understanding and new revelations to them. Bring them wisdom that we could be able to bring through you, God. God, we just thank you for everything. God, touch everybody under the sound of my voice from the top of their head to the sole of their feet, that they can be able to have a great wisdom of you, God, that they can have a great healing from you, God, that they can have a great deliverance from you, God. All the people hurting, all the people with the unspoken prayer requests. Today, we just ask you, God, to be able to meet the need, God, late in the midnight hour or early in the morning, God. We just ask you to just keep being you, the same God from yesterday, today, and forever. God, we love you. We glorify you. God, expand the territory so that we can reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable, and to be able to bring more people to the fold on the airways and broadcast. God, God, we thank you. We glorify you. We welcome you into the room. We said it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Everybody. Hey, this is Pastor Jay. You already know who this is. This is Pastor Jay. And like always, I got something to say. You can follow me at anointed Jalon on Instagram and Twitter. And you can be able to download all three of my songs. Jesus, you make me happy. Renew my praise and wake up blessed. Got more music coming. And because um, Renew My Praise was such a great project, we went ahead and on Vivo coming soon in a week or two, you're going to see Pastor Jalon Calhoun on Vivo with Renew My Praise music video coming out exclusively worldwide on Vivo, everybody. So make sure you stay tuned to see Pastor Jalon Calhoun's Renew My Praise. And make sure that you download while we're speaking now. Make sure you download the Anointed Radio app. Make sure you follow us on Anointed Radio, LV Anointed Radio on all social media platforms. Make sure you share this, uh, share this page, share this video, share this interview. There's gonna be some stuff in there that you're going to need, your friends gonna need. So share this video, like click subscribe for our YouTube people watching and make sure that you share. I'm going to say it again. Make sure that you share. And if you would like to sow in the ministry, you could go to Cash App and, and just Cash App us at Anointed Radio Network. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to Mr. D.W. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, DW of the DW Experience. You can catch me every Monday at 7 p.m. on Anointed Radio Network and the DW Experience. I am looking forward to tonight, and let's go. Amen. Dr. Marvinetta Clay, everybody's favorite auntie, the love child of Marvin Gaye and Etta James. You put them together, and you get Dr. Marvinetta Clay, everybody's favorite auntie, who sings from the heavens and brings down... A blessing from heaven. Amen. Mm, well, thank you for that intro. I wish I felt like that today. <laughs> Killing in the name of Jesus. Amen. It is what it is. 
Uh, but it's good to be back. Uh, been been absent for a minute. Had a lot of things going on, and um, like you said, and I am, as they call it, the love child. <laughs> and um, so look, y'all, you can follow me on all the social medias: uh, Marvinetta Clay, Clay M, Dr. Marvinetta Clay. Any of that? Uh, go to my website, drmarvinettaclay.com, and I got new music out there. Was dropped last Saturday. God is so good. And everybody that has been through something or another, you know that God is so good, no matter what the situation is. So I would love for you to just support me and uh, download the song on stream. Because I know streaming don't do nothing. But I'm <laughs> download it and buy it. 99 cents. You can 99 cents. So support me. Amen. And uh, there's some more stuff coming out. Fly away. We get ready to do too. But I'm just good. Glad to be back. All right. Love y'all. And, and and make sure, just in case it got pixelated, you know, she in her new house. God was elevating her in the pandemic. Hello, somebody. So God is the same God that worked for her is the same God that could work for you. You just got to trust him in the process. Hey, I can start preaching, but I'm not. We're going to keep it moving on. So one thing I want everybody to know is make sure you go follow Dr. Marvinetta Clay at drmarvinettaclay.com. She has Worship Forever One, her clothing line, and her new single, if you missed out, it is God is So Good on all streaming platforms. Go ahead, go download it, go buy it, go add it to your playlist. It's going to change your life. And make sure you go follow everybody's favorite singer praise worship leader that goes from Chicago to Las Vegas to California, from Oakland to the East Coast. And his name is Chris Johnson. He's out in Chicago. Now he is the online minister. Uh-oh, he's going elevation. Amen. Um, make sure you follow him at singchrisj.com where you have all his music and just follow him on all social media platforms at Sing Chris J. Also, um, Chiquita Andrews at um, Chiquita Andrews. I just believe she's on all social media. Chiquita Andrews. And we are going to go now that we introduce the whole anointed radio team. We're going to go and introduce the one, the only, not to be confused with, but the only Rich Colbert Jr., everybody. What an introduction. I love it. So where can everybody go follow you at, Rich? Rich Tober Jr. on all social media platforms. It's R-I-C-H-T-O-L-B-E-R-T-J-R everywhere. Amen. And we're going to be going into a medley of all the projects that Rich has been on. There's, there's, he has his new album, so we're going to be playing some, some songs from his new album. We're going to play the song that, if you didn't know that was him, it was him on <laughs> a song that every church, y'all hear me? Lean up a little closer. Every church, every conference before COVID played this song. Amen. Amen. Man. So we're going to go ahead and go into um, the music break. But before we do, I'm going to just go ahead and give the honors, giving honors to um, our new president and vice president, um, President uh, Joe Biden and Camila Harris. May God bless them in their journey that they will lead this uh, country in the right way, in the right direction mm-hmm. and let God lead them every step of the way. Amen. 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 So we're going to go ahead and we're going to go into the music and you stay tuned share like subscribe that's all i gotta do share like subscribe it's very easy tag some of your friends if they're gonna need to hear some worship this morning oh it's not morning oh am i this evening amen let me correct myself i'm tired y'all amen so we're gonna go ahead and start off with miracle worker and we're going to see y'all in a minute let's go see y'all Sign, touch, 
Oh! <laughs> 
it all. The reason why we're alive is because God is in control. <laughs> the reason why there's more, the reason why there's a next is because God is in control. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I 
Some how you'll find a way. 
Find a way, everybody. That was Rich Tolbert Jr., everybody. Go get his whole single, Never Be Defeated, especially in this season, in this pandemic. Never be, be defeated. He's in control. Yes, sir. He will find a way. Absolutely. He is alive. Absolutely. No, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. We are alive. And he's alive. Because I want to they know. He's alive. Amen. <laughs> So now we're going to go into the interview phase and we are back. If you, if you were just tuning in, make sure you share, like, and subscribe, share this video so everybody can be able to see this. Um, we're going to start off with a famous Pastor J icebreaker question. Y'all y'all ready for this? I'm ready for this. In the season of the Super Bowl being upon us coming up soon, even though it was a very trash COVID season. Um, what football team would you put in the Super Bowl if you got to choose? I'm not a football fan. Oh, no. At all. Okay. We're going to have to pick another sport. Pick another sport. If you had to do the finals, the NBA okay. finals, with, the, with, with basketball season approaching after football season, what teams would you put in the finals? Everybody probably laugh at this or dis be disappointed, but I'm from New York, so I'm just going to say the New York Knicks. And going against who? Hmm. I don't want to say the Bulls, but yeah. The Bulls? 98 Bulls, at least? <laughs> Amen. So he would have picked the New York Nets versus the Bulls <laughs> for the finals. We already know how that kind of final that would be. Hopefully they did trades oh. coming up. Coming up too. Pastor, can I ask, can I join in on the icebreaker question? Just to oh, no. He at least could have said the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, who just had a powerhouse team built together with Harding getting trade there. But he said the Knicks, that's hometown, I understand, you know. As Square Garden, I understand. That it, it was good back in the nineties, and oh, oh, one day, okay. one Whoa. day, <laughs> they will be back. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. You go ahead, DW. You want to jump onto that iceberg yeah. question? Leandria or Fantasia? Oh my gosh! Kill him, small. That is Kill that him. is a that is a terrible icebreaker question. <laughs> um. I can't pick. I not with those two. Okay, okay, okay. Those would be, just, those would be the squad to get somebody for me. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I, I but, it would determine how the interview would go. But okay, you don't you don't want to answer. Um, <laughs> I would have to say Leandria. Okay, okay. okay. The interview is you're, you're staying. The, the <laughs> you're staying. Oh, that's funny. Oh, look at God. Yeah, into the room. It would be Leandria for me. Okay, good answer. So, <laughs> one thing. Hey, Chris, all the way from Shy Town. Hey, Chris. Hey, hey, hey. So late, I have to be at church tonight. Amen. <laughs> so, one thing I want to go ahead and say is, go ahead and tell the people where is your hometown and where do you reside now. So, I'm from the Bronx, New York. So I'm from the Bronx, New York. It's the only borough with the the. So that's where I'm from. And I, I reside in Union, New Jersey now. I'm, I'm right across the water, right across the bridge. Okay. Yep. So when you were growing up in church, what was the very first ministry that you did in church? What was the what? The very first ministry that you did on your own in church. I was an organist. Okay. <laughs> Come through. I was playing. I was holding services at the age of nine. Wow, you're you're kind of like a prodigy, bro. You're my father was like a Joe Jackson. 
So my father would he would lock Not me in the room. He would lock me in the room, bro. Lock yeah, me yeah. outside. Yeah. And make yeah. me learn all of the church hymns of the church and everything. So I was playing really well at the age of nine. And uh, that was my first ministry, playing the organ. Okay. So um when did you realize after being locked in the room with Ben and having Joe Jackson put you on the rose and hooked at an early age with all your siblings? Um, <laughs> when did you realize that you wanted to take music to the next level? Um, I would, I would have to say that it was. I don't know when it. I think it was all right. So I was in Bellevue as a young boy. My I was in a mental institution as a kid. Um. I, I spent almost my whole, her whole third grade in Bellevue. Um, and when I was in, when I was locked up in there, I started writing music. Like at a, I was in third grade, bro. I was writing music. I was writing songs, wrote a song called I'm a Survivor um, in the mental institution, child's mental institution. Um, and when I got out, when my parents came to get me, um, I, my father would lock me in the room again, but at this time he had like a motif. It was like when it first came out and I would track, I would start tracking. I don't even, it was literally God. Like my father would come in amazed and a lot of my family members, who taught you how to do this? Like I would be tracking guitar and drums and everything. And I wrote a whole bunch of songs and I was able to teach it to my youth choir. So, <laughs> so, I, that's when I really started taking music serious. So it was literally at like around the age of 19, 11, maybe 12. So do you, do you remember how, I'm, I'm gonna just put you on the spot. Do you remember how that song goes? Um, I do. Would you like to sing it? I, well, I don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I already knew that was good. <laughs> Just had to no. check, you know. If I had my set up, I would. <laughs> so, with with you making music at such a uh, early age, Absolutely. what was your introduction into the industry? Um, my introduction to all right. So, um, I was working at an organization called Teens in Motion, right? Um, is in Bronx, New York. Um, and I would literally, I, I was. But just creating the group LeVray, and I don't know if anybody's familiar with it, but it was a group called LeVray. Um, yeah, yeah, man. And <laughs> my cousin Gene was like, yo, um, yo, I think you need to start a group. And you got all these songs, whatever. And I was like, I don't know what to do. So we create. We started out a praise team, and I would rush out of my job called Teens in Motion all the time. And I, we would go prayer and rehearsal, and one day, my boss, um, it, it's so crazy, it's like a movie. Um, he said to me, why are you always leaving early? Like, I know you're not going to prayer. I'm like, no, I actually want to prayer. My, I'm, we're creating this group and um, this is like 15 years ago. And I said, we're creating this group and we're going to pray tonight. He said, I'm coming with you. So, okay, cool, he came with me. And when he got to the church or whatever, he recognized Roger Hambrick, um, which was uh, one of the group members' uh, father. He had a group, he had a choir in the Bronx called the Bronx Mass Choir. And this is about to be really funny. Conrad used to sing in the choir and his brother used to sing in the choir. His brother was Jeff Robinson, which was the manager for Alicia Keys, which was wow. also founded in Teams in Motion. So of course I had no idea of any of this stuff. So I was just like, yo, you know them? And he's like, yeah, my well, like we used, to, we used to be around and I used to go to the church here and blah, blah, blah. My brother, which is Jeff Robinson, for, he managed Alicia Keys for 17 years at the time. He he's a manager, so he Jeff Robinson comes to the church. He listens to the group sing and signs us. He writes a hundred and fifty thousand dollar check, gives it to us, tells us to come to the studio, and that was my introduction to the industry. Wow, yeah, that was really a movie for real. Oh, absolutely a movie. He he. I remember he was in the hallway. He was like, "You made a sinner cry," and um, he wrote us a check, told us to come down. We met, a, uh, we would, well, I knew Alicia Keys from the, the organization, but not really. Um, and he was like, well, she's gonna, she has a label called MBK. She's, we're gonna make a gospel division for you guys. Um, and we're gonna sign you. And we started going to the studio. We started praying with her. We started opening up shows for her. We opened up for her at the Apollo. 
start doing R&B boat rides. It was like, a, it was a weird situation because the label was a secular label mm -hmm. and they really had no idea like how to, you know, get into the gospel world. But the ministry was, we were able to minister to people not in the church. Um, when people were on the boat, you know, came, we were opening up for K. Michelle, Melanie Fiona, Mint Condition, New Edition. We singing a song called uh, J-E-S-U-S, um, Jesus. Um, I am saved. And people were in there, you know, got drinks in their hand. And sometimes they would be like, now we go into the gospel group, Alicia Keys gospel group, and they would boo us sometimes. Like, boo. Wow. <laughs> because they didn't want to, you know, they, that's not what they came for. But they would end up in tears and worshiping. And when we were finished, they would come to us with their drinks in their hands and be like, I needed that you blessed me. It was just like ministry. So that was literally my introduction into the industry almost 15 years ago. Amen. Absolutely. I do want to ask, thank you, Pastor Jay. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to go back a little bit. Um, how did you end up in the mental institution? So um, my, I grew up in a dysfunctional household. Um, I literally, that's the word, the, the fine choice of words to use. Um, I had two brothers that didn't live with us. I mean, it was just me and my sister. My parents were always going at it. Like, it was like a thing. It was just like, it, it was a house that just couldn't work. And we lived so good. This is the crazy part about it. We had every, we had the best of everything. Every Jordan that came out, me and my sister had my parents took care of us. But there was just like such a grief or sadness that was just around the home. And um, I would, I remember as a kid going into like a depression. Um, and then I was going to church and I was literally being molested. So it was a, a thing that I just couldn't speak about at the time. My parents didn't want to hear. I remember trying to speak to my mom a little bit about it, but she, they were like really super religious and, um, the church and the work of the church was really more important to them. So, um, it was like, I struggled as a kid, an eight, nine-year-old kid thinking about killing himself. So one day I was in a room and my sister, she comes, she she catches me about to try to cut my wrist. I don't even know how I thought about this. It just happened. It was happening. So I got a knife, I put it to my wrist, and my sister ran to my mom and said, he's trying to kill himself. And I, my mom told one of my aunts, and we were walking in the mall one day or the supermarket, and these cops and like ambulance just came, rushed in, put me on this, uh, uh, you know, bed, strapped me in and brought me to the mental institution. And um, they ran tests on my brain every day. It was really crazy because I was absolutely okay. I actually seen more and experienced so much more that I wasn't really going through besides, you know, depression or uh, understanding that I was living in a dysfunctional household. I was absolutely okay. But I, I spent a lot of time there um, before they released me. So I was in there for a while. Do you feel like that experience um, as, as a young child, first of all, thank you for being open and honest about that. Absolutely. Um, because there's so many creative people, so many people in the church that are experiencing this and they're not talking about it. Absolutely. Um, do you feel that experience contributed to your ministry and how you approach your musicianship and your writing? I'm glad you asked that because that's, I feel like one of the reasons why I'm not upset at it at all. Um, one of the reasons why I'm like healed and able to talk about it and able to not be mad at anybody um, at the experience. Um, Cause I could blame everybody, you know, my dad, when it was happening, when I was being molested, even years later, my father would, apologizing like pop i wish i was there i wish i wish i could have stopped it i wish i this wasn't happening i wish the house wasn't like this but i told him like i know this sounds crazy but i'm so grateful for everything that i experienced as a child because it's it made me and it, it's making me who i am now I, there would be no i'm alive because there's more if it wasn't for those experiences it wouldn't be a never be defeated or you know songs that are the place that i write from um I'm grateful for those experiences. So absolutely, um, being in a mental institution, being uh, going through all of those experiences as a child, being molested, I, I know this is really weird, but I'm I'm grateful for it. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad. Um, I understand that God knows the plans that He has for us, and which when you understand that, you understand that every chapter, every sentence, every period, everything in the story 
is necessary. It had to happen to help you become who you're becoming today. That's powerful right there. Mm -hmm. And just, um, and my last question here, you know, Miracle Worker, yeah. you, co you co-wrote that song. I wrote and, the song. And you wrote the song. Okay, I read you co-wrote the song. Yeah, Game changer right there. Let me just correct that. He said, I wrote the song. Let me hold fifty dollars because I know you I, you got money, y'all. After how money. many times that song got spent? He got money. Right. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> <laughs> that that song, and that's why I asked about your experiences because I love gospel music, but like listening to you, I mean, just not even knowing your testimony, like right. hearing those songs. I never get tired of hearing Miracle Worker and your ministry. It's it's just so authentic and pure. So I was just going to ask you um, how that song came about. So this is really crazy. Um, I was at a service um, and I, flew, I, lo I love flowing, um, but I was at a service. I was at, uh, um, I don't know if you have, know Vincent Bohannon. His yes. mom, yes, Pastor Vince Mohanan, that's my brother. We grew up together. We knew each other for almost 20 years. Um, and we were at a service, and we was at a prayer service, and we were praying for his mom. And his mom, you know, passed away. So we were at the service. The song was birthed throughout that, but I never sung it because I was so upset at the time because I'm just like, we were really believing. Like, God, you were supposed to do work a miracle. And God spoke to me and was like, what a, I, I'm a miracle worker whether you see miracles or not. My God, Woo. like you'll see miracles. There's, there's some things I'm going to do. There's some things I'm going to do loud. There's some things. And I started shouting like, you are a miracle worker. And even though we did not see it, even though it seemed like it, God didn't work a miracle, he is the God of miracles, mm -hmm. no matter what. <laughs> whether you experience it, whether you saw his hand firsthand or not, it's a part of his nature. He is a miracle worker. Right after that, the whole song came to me. But right after that, I ended up being diagnosed with a blood disorder, hereditary, that my grandmother had. It skipped the whole generation, all her children, all her sons. Um, I was in Italy with Vincent, and he was like, bro, when we get back, we're gonna, I'm, you need to go get checked out. Like, I literally procrastinated. But when I got to the hospital, I thought I had the flu or whatever. They was like, I think you need to go see a hematologist. At, long story short, um, I was on the phone and I found out that the blood disorder, which Von Willebrand disease led to a blood cancer. Um, and it was messing up my immune system. It, you know, it was mess it was uh, hurting my muscles. It was, you know, a lot, a lot of side effects from it. And I was telling JJ, I was like, bro, when I wrote this song, there was, I wrote it from a different kind of place. I wrote it understanding that God is a miracle worker. Now I sing the song from a place of understanding that it's a diff, like he is a miracle worker and I have to see his hand for myself. So it's from experience. When you see me on that stage screaming it with JJ or by myself, I'm like, yo, I still believe in his power. Like I, I believe that he is the God of miracle signs and wonders. Um, and that's how the song was birthed. And you got to check for it. Come on, God. And I got to check. Hallelujah. You know, the devil portion. Devil it's the devil portion. It, 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 look, if gift, if your gifts will make room for you were a person. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, Go, ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Um, my question to you was, how did Isn't He Beautiful come about? That's one of my favorite all-time songs. Matter of fact, are you serious? Yeah, uh, matter of fact, um, my friend Cameron West tagged you in a post of me singing in New Year's two years ago. So I don't think it was even released yet, but I it found it. And I was like, this is my all-time favorite song. So I wonder right. how that comes about. So it, I had I do an event called Campfire, um, and it would be it was this is it was a crazy event. It was me, Chan Lamore, Daryl Walls, Dante Bow, and Timothy Reddick. And we would do this worship event, and one day Dante Bo just started flowing into, um, "Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty." He wasn't his and to come, and then he went into, "Isn't he beautiful?" I said, "Bro, we have to finish the song." And a lot of times we would write songs spontaneously, you know, on the spot. But when we stopped to think about like his beauty, the scripture came um, Isaiah chapter six, where we were just talking about, "I saw the Lord." And he was high and lifted up in his train for the temple. And it's a biblical-based song. 
Um, the whole song is biblically based. So we we all wrote it. We, Dante Bowen, Aaron Moses, we wrote the song. Thank you, brother. Thank you. That's deep because, you know, a lot of times I love hearing the backstory of the song because it brings so much meaning in because you never know what we get. a, a I guess you can say an idea of where the writer is coming from. But when you right. hear the full story and the, and the fullness of the story and the testimony of the song, it just adds more power when you hear it because you Absolutely. can understand where it's coming from. You can understand the word. It's like when you read the word and you know the word for yourself, then when you really get the true understanding and the background and the biblical background of it and what they were doing historically, you get the full gist Absolutely. of the So I, I just love that part. I feel like Dr. Clay has some. I know she she going in and out. So, Dr. Clay, you got some? I am going in and out. I think I'm having some bad connection because it's like I'm listening and it, it's going up, 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 up. So y'all <laughs> forgive me, but um, <clears throat> if y'all can hear me, just say yeah, yeah got it. But, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, we got it. We for a strong connection. Yeah. Okay. We rebuke the devil in, in right now to clear so, uh, Dr. Clay, Dr. Clay, you sound like he's speaking in tongues and we don't have somebody to interpret. It's <laughs> <laughs> only biblical somebody interpreting. I'm really have a bad connection, so I'm not saying nothing. I'm just going to say, I'm going to see it and listen. How about that? <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I got another question, though, for you. Go ahead. Yes. Um, as a songwriter, I know this happens to me. I've like You're in a dream <laughs> and you hear this amazing song. And then you get up to try to write it or record it real quick, and then you forget it. Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me a few times, but somehow it always comes back, which is weird. Like, I'll, I'll, if I get up and try to like record the song, and there's, there's sometimes I record it while I'm sleeping, I, I don't even understand it, but it'll come back. Like, if I go listen to it again, I'll start hearing some kind of music, and it'll just come back. But it happens to me all a lot. But it always comes back. That's probably from being locked up in that room for hours. Like you got a great memory. That's very true. That I have like my memory. I'll just start. I'll be in the Zara, and I'll start thinking like do 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 weird sounds, and it'll come back. Like I'll think about oh my god, this is the song that I woke up uh, that I dreamt about, and I woke out of my sleep, and then I'll just finish it. I, I want to. Um, do you think? Okay, so going back to your dad locking you in the room for hours. Yes. Um, well, on a serious note, a, a lot of people nowadays, you know, with their children, they they don't want to pressure their children. They they don't want to push their children. One, are you glad that your, your your dad put that pressure on you to really hone in on your gift? And do you encourage that? I'm not necessarily saying you know, I'm I'm joking about the, the lockup, but sometimes you know parents um, just kind of let the children do whatever they want to do instead of pushing them into into their their potential. You know, do do you think parents should should really kind of push them, or do you think they should let it flow? And you know, what do you think about your situation? I think that they should let it flow. Okay. And, and 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 it's always good to be pushed. Um, I, I, my experience was a little bad, worse because I don't play that much anymore. But when I when I got like eight, when I when I left my house when I was sixteen, I lived by myself because mm -hmm. it was just a lot going on. Um, I I moved into a room, but when I got old enough to not be forced to play, I absolutely stopped playing. So mm -hmm. I play now enough to write my own music. But I wish that it wasn't so hard. So I could, it could have been like a, it could have been something that I could have wanted to do, and not feel like I had to fight against my father. Um, because at one point, at some point, it was just like I ain't gonna play no more, and it's gonna damage him. But me not playing no more mostly damaged me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I and wish I that I, I played. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it was more so like, uh, you know, I, I'm not gonna play no more. It's gonna hurt my father, and it, it did. It's to this day, he'll be like, "Pop, you amazing." But if you get back on that organ, like, it's still a, a thing for him. But I'm like, "Dang, I, I'm still reminded of those horror stories of me being forced to play." And my mm. father didn't encourage me in any other way. Like, he never came to hear me sing, or 
he never came to, he never wanted me to sing or direct or anything. So it was all like, play the organ. Or if he heard me, my mother be like, he sung to Little Richard. God, you used him to sing today. And my father was like, why did y'all let him sing? Put him on the organ. There was more of a, you know, it was more of his dream. Um, so I would say if you are going to push somebody to do something, whether it's playing baseball or basketball, make sure you, make sure, you know, you're doing it in such a, a way of pushing them into their calling and, and also and telling them to do more. Like, you know, it's, it is more to me than singing, but I felt more forced um, to live somebody else's dream. Yeah. So I would just say be gentle and, and pray to God on how to help your child, you know, walk in their calling or walk in their fullest potential. Because it's possible for you to do so much more than just one thing. Yes. But make sure you're being gentle and you're doing it the right way. Yeah. So I have to um, ask this next question. What is some of your future projects that you have coming up soon that you would like the people to know about? Well, we got a lot of stuff work. I got a lot of stuff like under wraps. One thing I'll say is I'm recording again. So this year I'll be album number two, sophomore album. So that's happening this year. And I'm really, really excited about that. I have like two albums in me this year. I'm really excited. Do you, do you feel pressure with the, with the sophomore album being that your debut album debuted at number one? No, I think I'm not pressured at all. I feel like other people, like my label and people around me, people that love me, they're like, wait, like, why are you rushing to record again? So I feel mm -hmm. they, they're kind of pressuring right now not to record and, mm -hmm. you know, just let this album do what it does. Like, let people, you know, get people, it's only been like four months. They're like, give it some time, Rich. Give it some time. What you rushing for? I'm like, I got so much in me. I just want to get it out. <laughs> you got to say that again. That You know, a lot of people let so much in them die with them instead of letting it out because of, you know, I got this album or I, I love what you just said because everybody needs to hear that. Like, yeah, at least I, all of it, share it. I, I, I believe that, you know, you know, I, I know that because even when I was talking to some people in the industry, they're like, bro, you know, really just wait, let the album do what it do. I'm like, bro. I have so much in me, and uh, I, I, I missed this part. I, I didn't say this part earlier, but when I got diagnosed with cancer, um, blood cancer, the doctor gave me like 10 years to live. Um, mm. So it shaped my life differently. I don't believe I have 10, like, 10 years to live, but my mindset now is if I had 10 years to live, what would I do? Um, so I, I, I kind of think like 10 years, if I had 10 years, what would I want to like? What would be my legacy? What would I want to leave behind? What would I what would I get out? And I'm like, well, why wait? Like, do everything now. So I live my life a little differently now, not because I think I'm going to die, but I think about getting everything out in me before you know it happened. You know, if if it was to happen, whenever God's plan happened. So I believe, like, yo, if you have to, if God is telling you to do something, or you have a music in you, and if God tells you to release four albums this year, do it. There is no yeah. true formula in this music industry anymore. There's no true formula that somebody could put on your life. You know, you're, you're living by what God is putting in you to want to do. It is God's will in you to, you know, to work, work it in you to get that purpose out of you. Um, and that's scripture. <laughs> so, you know, just let God's will, God's plan, God's timing, God's song, like, don't be held back by um, man-made principles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to ask you this, and you talked about legacy, and, and here on the radio, we're all about legacy and, and passing on wisdom. Yes. If you were to uh, talk to an upcoming artist, and you had to just give them some words of wisdom, what yeah. words of wisdom would you give them? Trust the path, the book, the chapters, everything that God has given you. Mm -hmm. um, there's nobody, and I, I literally say this because God is literally, in my song, I'm Alive, is that is the epitome of this. Um, trust the more that he's given you. Trust the plans that he has for you. Because a lot of people, um, they, my dad is literally 40, I mean, uh, 60, and my father hasn't done a lot. Um, and a lot of it was because he blames a lot on the church or his upbringing or 
the, the time or the bishop, I, I stay faithful to this. And I said to him, he said, what if I would have been, what if I would have obeyed God and trusted him with the plans he had for my life? Mm-hmm. And I literally think about that. This life is literally to please God and fulfill purpose. Mm-hmm. So please God and fulfill purpose. Allow God to lead you on every path, every journey um, without trying to fight him, uh, listen to others' voices over him. Um, I trusted everything that I did from the time that God told me to leave the group, I obeyed. It, it didn't make sense to me at the time. I didn't go to the Grammys. I didn't go to the Doves. I kept on saying, everybody was like, why would God tell you not to do that? I'm like, well, I don't know, but I trust him. Um, I trust God's plan and he made it worth it. So I missed a lot, but I gained a lot. So it was like, whatever God has for me, that's what I want. So I tell anybody, any upcoming artist, any upcoming dream to submit your plans to God and let him establish it. Powerful. That's powerful. Well, one thing I wanted to just go ahead and say thank you on behalf of Anointed Radio for coming on because the most valuable thing that you could spend on this earth is time. And we really appreciate you for all the gym juice you you spent. Somebody gonna get something from this today. And um, I really just thank you. I appreciate you. Um, Just know that this isn't a one and done. Now you're my week family. So you got Las Vegas family and Chicago with Chris being in Chicago. So any support in your next sophomore album, we love to, to you know do a world premiere or whatever we, we can do with Let's promoting do you. We are here. So just let us know any way we can um, because we are here to be able to edify the body. And our mission statement is unity brings change. Absolutely. And think about when the body of Christ come with all their gifts together how many people will find Christ. It'll be a beautiful day. So I, I definitely appreciate you for coming on today. Um, I, I want everybody to know that if you missed part of this interview, you can always go to the podcast where we are on all podcast platforms, but title because Jay-Z be hating shirts <laughs> on the way. And, um, deliverance. Ah, somebody just need to speak speak over his life and just speak some tongues to shake and to be able to bring anointed radio to title. Amen. We kidding, Beyonce. We kidding. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So one thing I want everybody to do is make sure you uh, click like and uh, subscribe. Make sure you go follow us on podcasts, all podcast platforms. We're on everything but title. And you can be able to hear all this interview. Make sure you go follow Rich, follow everybody on the platform. Um, Do you got a clubhouse too, Rich? I do. I just made one, bro. Okay, go follow him on Clubhouse. Absolutely. Follow everybody here on Clubhouse. Um, Go follow everything, and and because Dr. Clay, you know, she's moved. She moved in her in her new space. Congratulations. Um, Praise God. I wanted to just say thank uh, thank God for for blessing Dr. Clay because if the same God that did it for her. Amen. Ah, miracle worker, right? That's so. Um, that you wrote. I just want everybody to know that. Put that out there. If anybody, whoever wrote what Daryl was reading on, uh, they need to go and uh, correct that. Okay. <laughs> well, the, the article just had it all wrong. I'm like, oh, that is not the story that I read in the article. But it was, <laughs> but it was like it had a woman with the blood disorder. You co-wrote it. I was like, oh, okay. Jesus. Right. Make People need to get their sources right. They need to go talk to him personally and he right. tell his own story. But with <laughs> that being said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to give Cletus the night off. I know Chris would be happy to hear that. I heard him say amen under his breath. Amen. So, oh, he said it out loud. <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to go ahead and give my, my favorite auntie, Dr. Clay, um, her, we're going to play her single, God is So Good, as we close out. And make sure you follow Anointed Radio to keep up all updates. Um, we're on LV Anointed Radio on all social media platforms. Make sure that you stay tuned. Like the Anointed Radio page on Facebook. Tell your friends about it. Download the Anointed Radio app where you can listen to 24-Hour Gospel. And the music that you heard is on Anointed Radio 24-7. No commercials for right now. Because 2021, might, we might get some commercials. And if you want a commercial, amen, plug in. 
If you want a commercial, go ahead and email lvanointedradio at gmail.com, and we could work out a good package for you. And I'm even working out some things for the artists. Yes, artists out there. If you need a Vivo channel, hit me up. Yeah, I said it. I said it again. If you need a Vivo channel, artists out there, hit me up at lvanointedradio at gmail.com. Amen. So we're going to go ahead with God is so good, and we will see you guys next week, everybody. Peace. a part of your plan sometimes life will throw a curveball and make it hard to understand now why do bad things happen to good people something no one can explain but i've learned to trust and never doubt your love would never change All the time, and all the time, God is good. Oh, He's so good. He's good all the time, all the time, God is good. Yeah. Yesterday I got a call from a friend He said he was hurt He said that everything was alright with him But with a twist things got worse Now why do bad things happen to good people? Something no one can explain But I learned to trust and never doubt And my 